0: Well, my friends, my name is Adam, and this is the Get Pipe Podcast, where we love to pipe. And today, well, as always, I'm joined by my good friend Nick, aka the producer guy.
1: Nick, so man. Hey Adam, how you doing, brother man? Is that the new thing now? I don't know. That might be I don't think so. How you doing, brother? I feel
0: like I feel I feel like my voice is very tired. Yeah, I don't feel tired, is. but so folks, bear with me, but yeah, it's good man it's Sunday. um
1: not much to complain about, but <laughs> well, yeah things things are going well here um not not too crazy of a day, not too crazy of a week. um got a big big birthday as of time of listening. It has already passed. It was on April tenth, so yeah, I'm uh, excited for that, taking the day off, which I've never done in my life. um I don't I'm not a big birthday guy, not a huge anniversary guy, which luckily. Producer wife is the same way as well. Like we, Ooh, we literally not the same for me.
0: <laughs> same. I I share that with you three or us three combined. Yeah. But the the fourth one in the picture, uh, yeah. Not like.
1: But it's it's one of those things. Like I'm not a good gift giver. Like it's hard. Like I'm Ooh, that's, that's, I'm even worse. That's, yeah, it's one of those things I'm not good at. And luckily, Robin's also not good at it. And uh, yeah, like I don't care. I I really don't. Like on uh, on Monday, I'm planning on probably waking up early to go to the gym. Um, I'm probably going to go out to a park. I might kayak, smoke a pipe. I don't know, dude. It's going to be one of those things where her gift to me this year is some time alone. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And that's probably the best gift I could ever ask for at this point. At this stage of my life, I don't need any new stuff right now. We got plenty of new stuff. Hopefully... As you're listening to this, hopefully it has gone well. It was a great, uh, relaxing, enjoyable day. But it's been kind of quiet this week. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Cool.
0: Yeah. No, man. Happy birthday to you. A few days ago, man, dude. I'm I don't like birthdays. Uh, get wife just had hers. We did celebrate it, and I just I'm just not very emotional. But on the yeah. flip side, I love getting stuff for my birthday. Oh. I don't expect it. And I know you're. Right. You're actually. You don't care either way. But like, no, man, no. if someone's going to spoil me, I'm all for it. But it's it's tough. I try to put myself in in those shoes, in her shoes, when she's you know doing so much for me on my birthday to make me mm-hmm. feel because she's all into that. Like whether it's hers or yeah. not. Like it's not a self. I'm the selfish one. But right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She had, she had a good birthday. We got her a little massage and had some oh, dinner, hey, dude. Hey. Actually, let me get this one complaint out real quick. It has nothing to do with pipe smoking. I went to dinner and I ordered. This is for a birthday dinner. I got a ribeye and it was $49. I asked for it rare. Came out, not rare, not $49 worth of taste. And I had cooked a strip steak just two days (laughs) prior with I literally only added Chicago like steak seasoning. That was it. And butter. (laughs) And it was way better than this $49 steak. And I was like, what what is this about, man? So I I was kind of bummed. I'm glad it wasn't my birthday because I would have made everyone around me feel miserable because that's how Sometimes how I can be, uh, but but since it was get wife's birthday, it was it was all good. Yeah. She enjoyed her meal, but no, well, yeah. hey, Use and, the, do do yeah. the little transition from Chicago steak seasoning to <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> well, <park
1: show. laughs> now that you mention it, there's still stuff we we want to talk about, but. Um, we'll, we'll hit it after this little plug for the Chicago pipe show coming up in less than a month we will be boots on the ground for again in Chicago on April 28th we're, we're flying in on the on the 28th and uh, we are super excited about it we're getting there that morning and we're gonna be hitting the ground running lots of stuff to do from get piped and we are super excited for that uh, if you haven't booked your tickets it's literally never too late if you haven't watched adam's YouTube video about how last year he booked tickets 24 hours before he was supposed to to leave. There's still time to do it. Wouldn't recommend it financially because that is a big burden. Uh, But if you have the abilities, why not? All the details are on ChicagoPipeShow.com or you can follow the pipe show at the Chicago Pipe Show on Instagram. There's a lot of great stuff happening this year. Biggest new thing they got going on is Battle of the Briar get piped will be there recording it for some awesome stuff that that we got planned and uh yeah I I'm I'm super excited for this one Jeff Graysick is kind of the mastermind behind it we got three amazing artisans going at it yeah so much more to do at the Chicago Pipe Show head to chicagopipeshow.com for all of that information in other big news Adam you were featured on a pretty big podcast the Pipes Magazine radio show how was that brother what one of two who's ever recorded in person with brian or three whatever it was
0: i think it was two that's what brian told me uh yeah man I, so i i actually didn't mention it last week when we were recording when i talked about the crannies trip. well by the time they had heard i had already been featured on the the, the recent episodes so that was episode 551 of the pipes magazine radio show I, I had gone up to to charlotte to hang out with my good friend brian levine and we had the awesome opportunity to sit down and do a one-on-one recording and as we were going up into into the smoking lounge the the smoking studio (laughs) he had told me that there had only been one other individual who had been up there to record with him so i am super honored about it i mean we were we had a great weekend man and the, the actually the intent was not to record which was really cool and i had texted him i knew he was you know only an hour and a half away from me and i said brian i'm lonely want to hang out, please. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he was all for it. So, so yeah, wife and I hung out with Brian and his wife and just, just phenomenal people. And uh, of course we were, we were able to do that recording, but, but outside of that, man, like there was, you know, we recorded Sunday, I believe Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon before we left, but we had got there Saturday afternoon, went to the McCrannies, did all that stuff, got some pipes, got some cool tobacco, then headed over to his place to kind of see the you know, the stock of uh, the the famous, infamous, this one might be infamous, <laughs> Infamous of the uh, Acadian Virginia Perique tobacco from McClelland. It was uh, Blake Knee's Best, I think it's called. Yeah, that was really cool to see. You got to see all of his pipes. Tons of great work that's really inspired me to to kind of up my, my artist and pipe collecting game a little bit. got to see all the the Disney pipes, man, which was really, really cool. Oh, all true. of them probably smoked horribly. You know, some <laughs> really crummy seconds, you know, pipe, but... But he just he just loves them, man. And it was just a really really awesome time. It was cool to be in a room and just smoke freely. And I know mm. I have that rabbit air, and we've talked about it and I do smoke in here sometimes, not as much as I'd like to. But man, it was it was cool. It was cool to see. He's got two of those guys, which he paid for, and two are always running. And he's got like a he's got a ceiling fan. He's also got some kind of exhaust system that he installed. But that's nice. like the smoking room, man. He doesn't smoke cigars up there, uh, but. But generally speaking, man, it's 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 kick ass. There's Yeah. You you can tell there's been smoke up there, but the amount of smoking Brian does up there, I mean, he works he does all his podcast work throughout the week up there. Uh he listens to other shows. He does whatever's in the mind of Brian Levine and (laughs) whatever he feels like doing on a particular day, he's up there and he's smoking, you know, having coffee and yeah, you walk into his house, the bottom floor, man. You don't smell anything. You get to the second floor, you don't smell anything, and then maybe like two or three steps up to the to the loft where his little studio is, uh, and and it's a clo- open room, no no closed door. And then you kind of, then you literally the word kind of smell two words kind of smell <laughs> the the smoke. You know, right. like it, it's crazy for the amount. So so those those machines are really awesome. This is, right. this isn't another plug for them, but. But I'll it made it. me want to come back to my house yeah. and smoke with a little couple filtration the, systems.
1: And even just the one in our our house, again, I've done a couple pipes a small cigar, like a like a kind of cigarello type thing. And honestly, I guarantee you wouldn't be able to tell. Like you'd walk in and smell tobacco, like as in the jars I have, the tins that I have, the bags yeah. and, and all that stuff. Like I don't think you would smell the smoke. And and some of the stuff it takes a couple days, but like when that thing's on full blast and we have it kind of running just uh ambiently, like it's on right now. It's very quiet, but it goes and they have special um I didn't necessarily realize it firsthand, but like they have special filters for uh, scent for, I forget what that was called, like aromas, basically mm-hmm. to get those par- particulates out rather than uh, more of the, the heavy duty kind of filtration and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I mean, rabbit air, great stuff, definitely expensive. But if you're one of those people who are willing to pay that price and want to smoke in your home, I think it's a it's an awesome option.
0: But, yeah, man, I, I yeah. can attest to it for, for that reason, which was really cool, too, is we're, we're straight up adults, man. And I don't I normally go to bed. I know you do like around nine, 10 ish yeah. every night, even on weekends. But this particular Saturday night, we we stayed up in that smoking lounge, just sharing pipes, man, talking about tobacco, talking about pipe shows, Chicago, Vegas, talking about literally everything, all aspects of the pipe community till like two or three a.m. Jeez, literally not even kidding you know we got a nice That's, dinner got back around 9:10 and then for another 3 4 hours we're just chatting freaking awesome, awesome man really really good time so but anyway yeah. so if you want to hear you know our little chat <laughs> on the Magazine radio you're going to hear a lot of a lot of the stuff you've already heard through listening to the Get Pipe podcast you know cuz he's going to ask me how did I get started and what my vision is and all that so you guys will probably be able to anticipate what I'm going to say which is kind of cool right. uh, but but definitely go check it out man it was really really fun uh discussion I had with him in person.
1: Heck yeah. Uh, there was there's one more thing that I kind of wanted to touch on that our good friend, one of our other good friends from high school, he he kind of told us about he was at a barber shop in and around or around Nashville. He was getting a haircut and he noticed, I think he said he noticed that his barber was talking about how he sometimes smoked pipes. He's a big cigar guy that sometimes smokes pipes. Our friend then said, Hey, my buddies have a podcast about pipes. And he's like, Oh, what's it called? He's like, Get piped. And this guy was like, Oh yeah, I think I think I've listened to that once or twice. And I pulled it up on his his Spotify feed and lo and behold, there was Get Piped, which was wild for him, for our buddy. Literally he FaceTimed us, Adam was in class, I was at work, our other fourth friend was in a lab somewhere doing battery chemistry stuff. And he's like, dude, this is wild. And uh yeah, so all that to say, get piped, pipe community is out there. Thank you all for for listening and, and sharing the podcast and doing all that stuff. Don't forget to to do that for this one. Share it with all your friends, uh family members, anyone you know who kind of smokes a pipe or is interested in sort of the the fantasy, the history of, of pipe smoking and uh maybe other aspects that the other podcasts just don't have. But um yeah, man. It was really encouraging to hear all of that. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm just excited for the show we've got planned today because it is a good one. We haven't done this in a while, but we got a one smoke ring to rule them all. And, And stay tuned for a little description of that. But after that, we got our segments. We're starting off with some this or that. And then we're closing it out with, are you smarter than a pipe smoker? Hell yes.
0: Big thanks to the producer guy for the producer guy things. But before we move into our primary topic, I want to remind you, To take a deep breath, savor this moment, kindle your flame, and pipe as you please.
1: to rule them all. For all of our new listeners, One Smoke Ring to Rule Them All is a pipe or tobacco-focused series dedicated to anything Tolkien. We're talking the books, the letters, the interviews, the films, and the shows. And this is where we kind of use our imagination and our, that fantastical approach I was just talking about to discuss or breathe life into certain aspects of the legendarium. In previous shows, we've talked about pipes of Middle Earth. Last year in September, we had a whole Tolkien month, basically four times one smoke ring to rule them all, <laughs> even though we did some, some bribe breakdowns and stuff yeah, like so, that. Yeah, so the
0: toking month was cool. I love the idea of September being a dedication celebration to Tokine. And, and we're actually yeah. not going to do it again this year. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly have a one smoke ring. But if you end up enjoying this uh, episode, you're going to you're really going to love that month of back to back episodes of Tokine focused uh, content. Oh, yeah. And and we essentially took the one smoke ring series and then just blended it, merged it with some yeah. of our others. I think we did. You said we did a briar breakdown. We did a tobacco through time. And I think there was like
1: one of our best episodes, I think, kind of that we've ever had, or at least at the time, was our Theoden uh, smoke lore. Smoke lore. That was a really Dude, good one. P- the people love that. That and and I I love doing that one. That was that was a great one as well. Uh, but the past couple of weeks have honestly been kind of talking about like how do we reframe uh, mm-hmm. this this series as a whole. Um, but we we've kind of fallen on to, to what we've just talked about. We're we're really going to use this uh, series to focus solely. Not that we weren't before, but we're going to use this as kind of where we discuss Lord of the Rings and anything Tolkien. Uh, But today, this edition will be tobacco-focused. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be discussing all the known tobacco or pipeweed, as most of you know it as, blends mentioned throughout the lore. Uh, We have a list of 10 named blends throughout uh, the Legendarium and, and what Tolkien's written. And it's worth noting that these pipeweed blends are mentioned sparsely throughout the works. They're not by any means a central focus of the stories and are not extensively characterized or described. But that is where the mind of Get Piped comes in, because he, in his infinite Tolkien and just wisdom, even though he fails to give us wisdom at the end of the episodes, comes in. He has he has the mind to to think about this sort of stuff that I just I just don't folks I really just don't so I'm excited to kind of dive deep into this but before we do that as always Adam anything you kind of want to touch on?
0: Of course I want to encourage everyone to uh, stick around and listen to this the entirety of this episode. You know I say that because I know a lot of folks just might not be super into the Lord of the Rings they might not give a little bit or even a lot of. F- about toking and, and anything that he's done. And I also understand that a lot of folks uh, were, were smoking pipes long before it was, quote, cool or popularized from Lord of the Rings. Uh, but that said, this is a fun thing to do, and it's kind of cool to look at some of the, you know, written texts where someone has said, hey, this is a named blend of pipe tobacco in his little world. And now we're just going to kind of take those blends and essentially kind of come up with a real-world equivalent. Um, you know, there's, there's many... There's many tobacconists out there who've, who've done something similar from the small scale blenders to the, the, the highest scale. Like I, I think uh, we think of Sutliff, they have an East Farthing blend, right? many others, um, but, but we're going to kind of try to find like a, a real world equivalent. You know, none of these, as the producer guy had mentioned, none of these blends have a very strong description about them. You know, It was all maybe mentioned once or twice, spread out throughout letters, uh, interviews uh, the Silmarillion. It's just very brief mentions of this stuff, and uh, that's, it's actually a really good opportunity for us to kind of sit here and talk about it. So, so for the folks who aren't super into it, you can at least you know hear about some other pipe tobaccos that are real world ones. We're going to be talking about ten today uh, that you you might appreciate and you might agree or disagree whether they're good or not. But we're also gonna you know really have some fun for the folks who are into the whole Lord of the Rings thing. So we're going to teach us some lore regarding those those pipe tobacco blends, but. Either way, I think this is going to be a, a pretty fun episode for for both parties, but uh, we'll get right into it, man. Uh, Nick, I'll have you go into the list and we'll start having a conversation about it.
1: Yeah, so the first one we got on our list today is a little bit of long bottom leaf. So this tobacco or pipe weed is a popular and well-regarded variety of weed from the south farthing of the Shire.
0: So this is going to come up several times. So for the folks who don't know, there's, there's three farthings, F-A-R-T-H-I-N-G. We have the southwest and the east farthing. And the, the story primarily takes place, we think of Hobbiton and the, all the Tooks, Gandalf going to visit Bilbo. That's, that's all taking place in, in, in Hobbiton, which is the west farthing of the Shire. The South Farthing is what's most well known for growing of pipe tobacco or, or pipe weed in, in their in their lore book. So for this first one, this long bottom leaf, uh, being that it is a super popular, you know, well regarded blend of the South Farthing, it makes me want to pick something that was would be equivalent to that descriptor. Uh, so the first thing that comes to mind, man, is is a very popular Virginia kind of parique. It is, I mean, by definition, it's a Virginia Perique, but for me, when I taste it, it's one of those ones that I really do enjoy, and folks know that Adam is not big on the parique, but uh, this True. one is, is a really good blend, man, and it's a uh, Escudo. It's, Ooh, without boy. a doubt, a popular, well-regarded variety of pipe tobacco in the real world, and I think it just fits the South Farthing as their, one of their, their primary blends to kind of come out of the South mm. Farthing. You know, everyone throughout all forms of the Shire, West, East, South, are, are just going to enjoy this tobacco. You know, folks like me who aren't huge into Perique still enjoy a Scudo. So I would right. say our, our long bottom leaf would be a Virginia forward first. Uh, just a very natural tobacco flavor. I feel like the hobbits were for folk to to really appreciate that, that those earthen characteristics, the hay, the grassiness, just like they like their houses, you know, just covered in grass. Uh, yeah, I think I think a Scudo is a really good one for for long bottom leaf.
1: Yeah, that totally makes sense. You know, when, I, when I've when i kind of been doing my own personal browsing on uh, smoking pipes and stuff, like all the top tins and, and bulks are all like uh, they're all Virginias. So it's so funny. People love the Virginias and they love their their vapors, apparently. But uh, all right. Next one on the list is Old Toby. Which uh, has been stated as a strong and flavorful blend of pipeweed, favored by the hobbits of the Shire. Super specific there, um, so that's that's great. That's a joke, by the way. Um, that seems like it. It could be a plethora, a myriad, cheers of uh, different tobaccos. But I'm interested to hear what you what you got.
0: Yeah man dude and this is another a good example. So Old Toby is a a very popular country squire tobacconist blend. Extremely mm. aromatic, delicious blend. It's one of my favorites yeah. that they have in their Lord of the Rings uh Tolkien series of, of tobaccos. And again, so they went with the the aromatic route and and I have a lot of respect for that because the fact that it's just going to be delicious. But judging on this this little description that we've kind of found in our research you know, a strong flavorful blend um, that was just favored by all Hobbits. So again, we have our different sh- pieces of the Shire that we've discussed, the Farthings, but there's also like sub-country-ish things uh, when we think about Buckland, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And th- that goes more towards the lore, so you don't got to worry too much about it. But the point is, it is a very diverse folk, even though the films just show all Hobbits to look the same, it's because you're pretty much only seeing the West Farthing Hobbits. Uh, but there are they are very, very different. You know, some wear shoes, which is pretty crazy. But for a tobacco to be well regarded across that that group and, and enjoyed by all, uh, but having that strong and flavorful piece to it, I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of an English blend, and not one that's super powerful in the the latakia department, uh, but one that's kind of has several varietals of different Oriental leaves, um, and, and and brings in some Virginia to kind of round it off and, and bring in that sweetness. And and I think a, a really good equivalent to what that descriptor would be would be early morning pipe. Early morning pipe was first introduced by uh, Dunhill way, way back in the day. And that's what most folks who continue to think about it as, oh, let me get some Dunhill early morning mm. pipe but I think it was back in 2019 or something. About 2019 is when Don Hill kind of said, no more, we're not going to put our name on tobacco. And then people started buying these blends like crazy. Early Morning Pipe, 965 Flake, like there there are so many blends. They were swept off the shelves. Everyone thought it was the second coming of McClelland, or rather the second going, I guess, of McClelland. (laughs) And there was just this Facebook war of people purchasing tins. And there was just such an increase in tin sales on Facebook that I believe for that reason, for this, this, this reckoning, um, for, for Dunhill pipe tobacco, that Facebook said you can no longer sell any kind of tobacco on their site. I think oh, that was what, what? the, I, I, that that's a personal yeah, thing. Yeah. Like I could be completely wrong. It might've just been, um, you know, a happenstance, but it was just around that time right after, you know, probably two to three months after all the Dunhill blends, uh, were, were, were taken off the market and people were buying and selling like crazy. I, mean, I was buying them on Facebook for, for crazy <laughs> prices. And I was even selling them on Facebook for crazy prices. Right. And you could do it. But now there's there's absolutely zero sales or trading of tobacco. But I'm um, I'm probably wrong in that, but it was there's a correlation here for sure. And uh, anyway, so long story short, they did not go away. It was actually fairly quick. I'd say less than a year, maybe nine-ish months or so, ten-ish months of this little gap where Peterson came in and said they would take those blends, they would take the existing recipes, do the exact same thing that that Dunhill was doing, but the only difference, Mm. according to them, the only difference would be they're going to put the word Peterson instead of Dunhill. They kept the tin art. uh, They kept, I think, probably 90% of the blends. I think there was a few that ended up tossing because they just weren't making the sales uh, that they needed to be making. But... Uh, it was very interesting man so the, I I believe 100% that this is the exact same recipe that Dunhill had at least at the latter half you know these tobacco companies will go through several phases of different owners and then the blends will change Dunhill went through three or four different changes they're very minor but you know some people will prefer the old tins over the new ones but anyway to kind of round this off I think I think early morning pipes just a great one despite all of the changes that it's undergone it still tends to be Really the number one, really number one Dunhill uh, tobacco. And You know, of course, now Peterson. Uh, but it's just, it's just a super good early morning pipe smoke, man. And, and I say that not the name. I say the, mm, the descriptor. Yeah. You know, we, we know the hobbits across all farthings did enjoy smoking their pipes in the morning, man. First thing when you see the hobbit, Martin Freeman goes outside, you know, young Bilbo, and he's smoking his, his pipe. He says, good morning to Gandalf. And then, you know, a very unexpected adventure. And so Ensues from there. Yeah, man, it, it's just a great tobacco. I really enjoy yeah. it. Most people who like English blends will like it. Folks who don't love English blends might like it just because of all those var- varietals of Oriental um, and some of the sweetness right. from the the bright and red Virginias. But yeah, really good blend, man. Let's go early morning pipe for that one.
1: Love that. Yeah, I um I think that strong aspect, just that that brief description, really kind of knocks off the aromatic. For me I don't because I just I just don't think aromatics being strong, even though I love Country Squire old Toby, I think that's that's the one I have smoked the most, probably behind cult Blood red Moon, but my palate oh, has okay. been changing, which I which I really like. Um, so anyways, the next one on the list, we have Southern Star. Um, in the legendarium, it states this is a variety of pipeweed grown in the South farthing, known for its sweet and fragrant smoke. So, uh, what you got for this one?
0: Sweet and fragrance smoke. That sounds. Ooh, that sounds yes. exactly what we want our pipe tobacco to be like and smell like. This one. This is an interesting blend. I'm gonna go with Mac Baron uh, Vanilla Roll Cake. This is a delicious tobacco, and it's it's a primary. I think it's branded as a Virginia, but mm. it, it's one of those tobaccos that they definitely have some kind of light casing, light flavoring on it that would make you think it's uh, an aromatic, but you get the 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 deepness from those Virginias and some of that body from the burley, the little bit of burley that they have in there. And there's just that subtle natural sweetness that they, they make so, so delicious. And, and I don't know what, I mean, it's like, it tastes like vanilla. That's the thing. Uh, and whether, whether they put something on, they must, but it's, it's not one of the ones where yeah. they put this casing on. You're like, okay, that's an aromatic, you know, right. synthetic. It's like wet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a it, dude. Vanilla roll cake is great, man. I don't have a ton to tell you about it. I just know that it's interesting to me. It's it's very interesting to me. And every time I smoke it, it's it's very enjoyable. That one and the, uh, I think Mac Barron's regular Burley, they they come out with one every year. I was able to get the 2022 version or this past year, but they come in those big, they gotta be more than two ounces, I think. Uh, they might be like 100 gram tins or something. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. All I know is that it's a really <laughs> good tobacco. And you know, for, for one of those, a second blend that's grown in the South Farthing, man, I think... This is just a great one. It's it's very sweet. It's very fragrant. But but we're still kind of paying tribute, paying homage, paying attention to the idea that they were probably more focused in more natural forms of tobacco, being that Virginia. Uh, so while this is definitely gonna have some sweetness, some added sweetness that probably you wouldn't find in you know just the cultivation of a Virginia leaf. Uh, I think it still kind of fits that. So for me, this is macaroon vanilla roll cake is my uh, my southern star.
1: Love that. Love that, yeah. I I I have not had this blend personally, but whenever I think of MacBaron, all I can think about is the burley flakes. So hearing that, like this is kind of not necessarily an aromatic, but just sort of something sweeter. Kind of is like, well, yeah, that's right. They kind of they kind of make this other stuff. But all right, the next one on our list is Three Farthing Stone. This is a blend of pipeweed favored by the hobbits of the Three Farthing. Region of the Shire. The three farthing stone marked the point where the west farthing, south farthing, and east farthing met. It's like our what is it? Colorado, Wyoming. I forget the two other states that are the four corners, but something something similar that we have in the United States in in the Shire.
0: Yeah, no, I like the idea of this one being like a like a journey, like you these different pieces of. The Shire come together, and it, it symbolizes that. So there actually is, technically speaking, a, a North Farthing, um, but it, it's not mentioned too too much. And it, the three the three Farthing Stone it, it's <laughs> it's not one of those things where just above it the North Farthing meets. Like it just. I don't I don't know how it works but the North Farthing does not meet at this point. I didn't do the geography here but that's why we <laughs> we mainly talk about the other three Farthings. but yeah I mean this is this is a cool one. Um so this the stone itself is a symbol man and and it's it's kind of like marking that unity. Uh it lies by a bywater. It's it's pretty close to to a place a region which most folks might not know is uh from Lord of the Rings uh, but they might know it from something else. It's a little village and it's called Frog Morton. Uh, so this is a village that was in oh. the East Farthing of the Shire, which is closest to um, the the Stone. And uh, yeah, a lot of folks didn't know that Frog Morton, the, the the famous, maybe even now infamous, since it's so hard to get mm. and yes, it's cost so so much money. But they didn't know that this was uh, this Frog Morton blend was you know a little tribute to, to the Lord of the Rings, and it absolutely was. Um, but, but anyway, so for our for a three farthing stone, man, um, you know, of course. The Hobbits love all tobacco. There's gonna to be shared, but but something to to complement this idea of coming together, these long distances, these journeys. And when I say that, I, I'm I'm talking in respect to the Hobbit. Like the average Hobbit, their long journey would might just be going to another farthing, and that's it. You know what I mean? That that's that's right. the whole point of the Lord of the Rings being that getting Frodo out the door and in the Hobbit getting Bilbo out the door, these are very spectacular feats to get a hobbit to go on an adventure. They're not very adventurous folk, right? Um, so so for this one, I can see some daring folks, some daring hobbits to, to take a trip uh, to, to go visit this, this Three Farthing Stone. So with this, I'm going to go with Ashton's Winding Road. Ashton's Winding Road is a wonderful tobacco, man. It's it's basically a arrow english crossover. There, there's like a phrase that some of the folks use, but it almost doesn't make sense because most people accept the idea that if it has key it's in English, right? So the fact that it has it makes it an English. Well, no, it also got some aromatic uh, characteristics of it. So we call it a crossover blend. Uh, so imagine just having like a, a lane one hue and throwing some, some Latakia in there. That would be essentially a crossover blend. Uh, but but winding road is comprised of that uh, some some aromatic qualities, some English qualities, and it's also got some uh, bright and dark Virginia, and then they got some Cavendish in there to give it some more body. And it, dude, it's just such a wonderful, wonderful tobacco, and it's very subtle. So even though it is definitely a crossover, and there are the aromatic qualities, it is very subtle of uh, of flavor. This, this is like a a lighter smoke. You're gonna get lighter flavors like caramel. You know, it's not going to be a, a deep vanilla or a deep chocolate kind of tobacco. It's it's one, it's a great outdoor smoke. And for me, the name is just awesome. <laughs> winding Road, right? Right. Uh, I, I just imagine this winding road from each respective farthing coming to this three, this three farthing stone. And, you know, the hobbits come in there to, you know, take a little, take their hat off, have a smoke and put it back on and go back on their winding road back home. So, yeah, Ashton's Winding Road.
1: Sweet. The next one on the list is Buckland's Best. This is a rich, full-body pipeweed grown in Buckland, a region on the eastern border of the Shire.
0: So Buckland is, is as we had mentioned a little bit earlier, is kind of interesting. It, it's almost its own like nation, and it's actually not technically a part of the Shire, though folks, hobbit folks do live there. Uh, And it's, it's mainly the Brandy Buck family. Their, their whole governance, they, they got a master of Buckland. That's like their, their main guy. And, and again, the name goes directly to uh, the, the family, the, the Brandy Buck family. The capital is Buckleberry. There's a Buckleberry ferry. Other folks outside of the family do live there, but that's generally who colonized the land. They had left the Shire at some point. They were hobbits from the Shire. And then they made this own little independent country, if you may. Uh, so, so for that reason, I, I would argue it's a little bit odd and the folks of, uh, the, the legendary and the folks of Lord of the Rings would agree. They're very famous for, for talking about Buckland and, and, and quote saying there's queer folk out there in Buckland. And, uh, I, I would agree, man. So for this, I kind of wanted to go with one of those, not stranger, not queer, but just interesting tobaccos that aren't really mentioned too much, but it is still nonetheless very wonderful. Um, and, and for this, we're going to go with Briar Fox, Briar Fox, man, one, it's got like a cute, little cute logo of it, just a, a Fox smoking a pipe. Uh, and, yes. and, I, and I think they took a daring approach, essentially not daring, but different approach to, to the art style, uh, Cornell and deal did to, to put in this, this tobacco tin together. And, and I think that kind of makes up for our strangeness. They kind of go outside of what's, what's the norm. Uh, they're, they're leaving the shire and they're coming up with their own thing. And, and Cornell and deal has many tobacco with similar names that have you know very vibrant pictures, but for this tobacco itself, it's a it's a smooth blend of Virginias and Burley man. And you, you know me, if it's got Burley, I'm probably probably on board with it. There's not going to be any Pareek in this one, so I almost wanted to go with a pre blend here just because I think it's weird, but I would argue the most most folks don't. But I, I don't know, man. They're still hobbits though, so they do they do appreciate the outdoors. uh They do appreciate nature, and I think. a little briar fox running around. Wouldn't be so obtuse out there in Buckland. So we're
1: going to go with briar fox, man. Heck yeah. All right. Our sixth one on the list, Shire Sweet Leaf. It is a mild, pleasant-smelling blend of pipeweed grown throughout the Shire.
0: Yeah, this one's an easy one, man. Whenever I think of a sweet leaf, I really want to turn to a Virginia. And I think this would be a really good one to, to go with Orlick Golden Sliced. This is just a Virginia, man. It's it's the staple of Virginia's or one of. Um, it does actually have a, a, a small touch of pre, but uh, again, it's one of those ones, kind of like a Scudo to me. I'm not really, I can't really taste it too well, which is good. Um, so I can really get the sweet qualities from that that almost pure Virginia. Uh, and yeah, man, it just offers a, a wonderful, sweet, citrusy kind of profile. I, I think that's very fitting, befitting of a Shire Sweet Leaf.
1: Well, that was quite easy. I love it. All right, next one on our list, we got South Lynch. I haven't heard of this one. The other one's kind of like make sense, but this one I, was, was interesting. Um, this is a variety of pipeweed grown in the south farthing of the Shire, known for its earthy flavor.
0: Yeah, so South Lynch, there's actually a tobacco, and, and you know how we talked about those, um, some of the, the, the big scale blenders all the way to the small scale. There's actually a pipe show uh, that, that was very famous, uh, a club that was famous for putting on branded tobacco blends out there, limited edition blends that were open only to the show floor. Of course, we're talking about NASPC, that's the the North American Society of Pipe Collectors, which their show is in Columbus, Ohio. But in 2002, they actually introduced a blend called Southledge, and that was actually blended by Greg Peace. So the NASPC actually had Greg blend these these Lord of the Rings branded blends uh, for for almost two decades. I, I think it was from 1999 all the way to like 2017ish. Uh, at some point, then they kind of just transitioned to some other branding. Uh, but in 2002, they they launched Southlitch, and again blended by Greg. But this was their their tobacco to kind of pay tribute to this 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 famous blend at the time. Um, Want to know some little little insider information here? Yes, Greg just made the tobaccos, man. He made the blends, uh, GLPs made the blends and they came up with all the token branding, all the token naming, and 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 Greg just essentially made the blends for them and then said, here, use this, this use this tobacco. Use this tobacco. Um so but that was a collaboration between the two of them, uh, the the club and, and Greg for, for almost two decades. Um so so we're not gonna talk about their South Lynch, uh, we're gonna talk about our South Lynch and our South Lynch is gonna be Mac Barron's age age burley flake you guessed right uh, it's one of my favorite tobaccos man it's it's just such a good tobacco and I, I try to sp- I try to spread out my recommendations of uh, the stuff I really really like uh, but this I just feel like this this is this works really well you know again another tobacco in the south farthing so I I, I know it's gonna be you know it's gonna be tasty it's gonna be well liked and and of course South Lynch was known for its earthy flavor dude what what better tobacco that has earthen characteristics like a burley and I think Mac Barron's True. Early Flake with the mixture of their, their ripe Virginias, a little bit, just a baby amount of uh, Dark Fired Man, it's just a great tobacco. I think it's the, the perfect South Lynch for uh, our purposes.
1: Perfect. All right. We're narrowing down this list. The next one we got is Midge's Best. This is a blend of pipeweed favored by the hobbits of the West Farthing region of the Shire. So we're coming, we're coming back home to the West Farthing. That's that's our folks,
0: our friends, the Tukes, the Bagginses, all over under the hill at a Bag End. Right for this one, I want to go GLP's Quiet Nights. So two two piece blends back to back. Unintentionally, the Quiet Nights, man. Again, this is another Latakia blend, but I have a good feeling about this one. I think I think the folks of the West Farthing are are just big on that early morning smoke. Maybe smoke throughout the day, but but really kind of ending their night with that that nightcap and and while Dunhill nightcap might have been a good selection just based on name, I'm kind of going with Quiet Nights based on performance and flavor, and you know it does the same effect. It's a great nightcap to uh, to end a long day of reading and thinking about adventures, but never actually committing. Uh, but we got Virginias, a bunch of Orientals in there, too many ones that I don't even know the names of yet. Uh, they got the C- Cyprian Latiki in there, and dude. There is a little bit of Perique, I know, but I don't know. I kind of ignore that part because it's it's so delicious nonetheless. Uh, but this is in a cake, man, and then it's sliced, and you get your your little flakes of, you know, you kind of rub out your tobacco, and it's just a, a wonderful tobacco, man. Quiet Nights is one that's it's very earthen. This is very deep, very smoky. I want to say the word body, a lot of body going on with the with Quiet Nights, but but I think this would be the perfect blend. Like, I I can't imagine anyone but Bilbo Baggins smoking this this tobacco think of like when all the dwarves came to ask him to go on an adventure and he was like freaking out he's getting all flustered he looks at this contract passes out i feel like the first thing he did after he had his tea was go outside and, and smoke some quiet nights man uh, It was very reflective to kind of smoke and it was able to probably get him to to realize that maybe tomorrow we should go on that adventure
1: heck yeah all right next one is wizard's fire this is a potent and spicy blend of pipeweed that was rumored to be favored by Gandalf himself.
0: This one's interesting, man. So again, we don't know too, too much about any of these tobaccos, just that they were kind of mentioned. But you guys know that I think Wizards should be smoking a some kind of heavy blend, typically a Latakia. But I have to change this one a little bit, mainly because of the name, right? Wizards Fire how can you not pick a dark fired tobacco? And, and you're all thinking it as soon as he said it. Uh, so I'm going to go with one as well. And it's one of my favorites, if not the favorite uh, and that's, that's three nuns. The, the current original tin, three nuns. At one point there was a green line and a yellow line, but the original orange or whatever you're calling it. Wonderful, wonderful tobacco comes in coins. It's got that dark fired. It's sun cured and it just produces this wonderfully mellow, smoky deliciousness and the, the dark fire is not super overpowering, but it's, it's there just enough to know that, that it is there and it is a dark fire to, tobacco. And for me, this, this reminds me of Christmas. This is a great like pine kind of reminiscent smoking blend. I, I think it's wonderful. So this, this to me could be one of uh, you know, Gandalf's guilty pleasures when he's, when he's not in there smoking a, a Latakia blend or whatever.
1: All right. And we're on our last one, Green Dragon. This is a popular variety of pipeweed smoked at the Green Dragon Inn in the village of Bywater in the Shire.
0: Absolutely, man. We know the Green Dragon is is the the place to go, you know, at night before bed when you want to preemptively get that that nightcap going, you're going to go to the mm. inn and have a couple have a couple brews uh, with, with some pals and that's at the Green Dragon, man. So, again, I want to go back to to the the English category. I think from my experience, whenever I go to a pub, I enjoy smoking a, a body at a deep tobacco. For me, a Virginia is not going to cut it up. A, a, a Virginia Preak, hell no. Even the aromatics, you know, sometimes the aromatics sound good in an idea. You might think the the sweetness might contrast the, the darkness of this beer or maybe complement the lightness of this beer or, or that brew or what have you. But, but for the most part, I feel like aromatics just tend to fail. Once you start adding other foods in the, into the mix, you know you have your meal you have like your appetizer you maybe even a little dessert you're you're crushing a couple pints with some friends and then you go to smoke your your aromatic it's it's just feeling thin it's feeling like fruitless if that makes sense i think aromatics are great for the for the you know several hours after you've already eaten um, like several several hours and you're kind of looking for some more flavor but you don't want to fill your stomach again that that to me is a good aromatic blend but when i'm at the green dragon man i want something that's kind of instantly give me flavor that's going to complement or even contrast uh whatever I'm drinking. So for me that that is English man and and I think we're going to go with Red Lion here mainly because it's funny <laughs> to, to to go to the Green Dragon and drink some Red Lion. But uh Red Lion is a Drocker and Sons blend so I guess this makes our, our third uh piece blended tobacco to a degree uh cuz cuz he's kind of, you know, heading the the, the Drocker and Sons project to to revamp all those blends. And uh, yeah, Red Lion's just like kind of their staple tobacco, man. Uh, it's It's got Virginia's, it's got Latakia, it's got some Cavendish in it as well. So the Cavendish and the Burley are going to give some more more delicious body to that. Uh, it does have Perique, uh, but an, another one that I don't find, it's very overwhelming. It's just good enough for me to to enjoy it as a, a blend on its own. So yeah, man, I think Red, Red line is a good Green Dragon
1: uh, equivalent. Well, that has been all 10 of the blends that we kind of know to be mentioned in all the token stuff so yeah if if there are any others that we kind of missed let us know if if there's anything that you kind of disagree with in terms of what uh have been chosen has been chosen to represent those blends in kind of the real world you can't say that uh it's it's not going to be fair you can't say old toby is represented by old toby in, in the real world from from uh, the Country Squire. But if there's anything else that, as you read, was represented by something else, let us know. We would love to hear that. But otherwise, you you know where to reach us, show at getpipe.co uh, with any of your your recommendations or, or thoughts, but also reach out to us on Instagram or our Galactic Get Piped Pipe Club, which is our Discord. But before we get the segments, Adam, anything you want to touch on uh, to kind of close us out?
0: No, thanks, guys, for listening. I know that was kind of long, but I had a lot of fun kind of coming up with, you know, that real-world counterpart to some of these tobacco blends. I think uh, it's pretty fitting. So, again, if you disagree or have some additional ideas, that's the thing. There's no one-size-fits-all, right? There's many, many tobaccos would fit all of these. Uh, but, but, yeah, man, let's let's have a conversation. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe try one of these out when you're, you know, either going to fight a dragon and take its gold or maybe you know go destroy a golden (laughs) ring like let me know and if Mm -hmm. it works it works man
1: segments segments let's go got two this week as always we got a little bit of this or that little grab bag just kind of pick some great ones from the community and we got a little bit of are you smarter than a pipe smoker before we get into that one let's hit our this or that these are all from our amazing galactic get piped pipe club we have a special channel in there for this or that and this week we're kind of just doing a grab bag and there's some that we wanted to we wanted to touch on so I, i threw that in there but our first one this week is from our good friend Node Vector. He asks, "Hunting or fishing?" That's a good one. Uh, that is
0: both a good of them one. Are interesting, man. I do yeah. neither, Yeah. but um, I, I want to do. I would like to fish on a boat in the water, smoking my pipe comfortably. So it would have to be the system where I can lean back, throw my rod, cast my rod, or my line. You know, cast the rod. <laughs> And just the rod. Just throw the whole fishing pole into the thing. Uh cast the line, right? You know, sit back, smoking my pipe, maybe have a, you know, a couple cooler beers or something and be comfortable. I could I could probably get into that. Weather's gotta be right. Uh, but the hunting thing is also interesting to me. I'm a huge animal guy when it comes to loving them and eating them. Uh so there's kind of a duality there. But um I guess hunting, man. I'm so like torn on this one. You know, I'm not against killing animals, right, for the purpose of eating them or really just eating them, I wouldn't want to just, like, go out, oh, I shot a deer. Now I'm going home. I just feel like yeah. that's cheating. So if I'm going to cheat, I feel like you need to, like, get the use of of the <laughs> animal or the product, right? I feel you know, like most
1: I, people don't do that, though. Most people aren't just like, oh, let me just go shoot this living creature to then just let it lie there. I don't. Well, I
0: don't, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. But I don't know how to – I don't even know – word I don't have a vehicle to drag uh, this, this okay. buck or bull. I don't even know what you can hunt. I don't even Can't like, I don't it know. In anything the Kia, bro? Yeah, I'm not putting it in the Kia, uh, but <laughs> I don't know. So let's go with hunting. I think the reason why I want to go with hunting is because I'd like to do it once in my life to have that experience of going through the process of taking, uh, you know, an animal's life in the pursuit of providing food. Uh, right for, you know, I feel like there's some yeah. I feel like there's some awakening that goes on with that, so again that duality of having like a a sniper rifle <laughs> might not might take away some of that, so I'd like to try to a little bit level the playing field like i'm we're still humans and we still mm. built these tools, so therefore we win um and i'm I'm not ignorant of that, but uh yeah, I think there's like an awakening to be had when I go on my first hunting trip i i
1: can I can agree with that. I think for many of the same reasons you just said, I'd say hunting as well. I've gone fishing. I've never personally uh, gone out hunting, though. I've I know a lot of people who do. I just haven't uh, myself. Don't have any of the gear or anything. And I know they'll say, "Well, you don't need much." It's like, yeah, as they're dressed in their all their camo. They have their rifle yeah. or this, you know, thousand yeah, dollar bow,
0: whatever. Before, uh, at some point in time, we'll have to. Well, Someone in the Discord come back to me, maybe maybe ping me on like an ask out of anything. Have a great story of of why you shouldn't go hunting with just one spear against like a wild boar. Uh, so yeah, we'll move it at
1: that. We'll leave it at that. Let's move on to the the next one. Yeah, let's move on to the next one. All right, this is from our good friend Piedmonicus. He asks Quentin Tarantino or Christopher Nolan in terms of directors. I believe that is so. <laughs> in terms of Attractiveness. Films. Okay,
0: dude. Great question. I'm a. I'm not a fangirl of Tarantino, but I think all of his movies are are better. Quentin Tarantino. One of my favorite films is Django Unchained. Uh, mm. Inglorious Bastards is really really good as well. Dude, they're just they're all so good, and the way he tells his story is so. Good man. It's just so the acting is so phenomenal. Some of the best. He he just has some of the best actors to ever act uh, in his films. Where Christopher Nolan, we got The Dark Knight was cool. Um, All of them, all three of them were good. Actually, the first one was not that cool. The second one was by far one of the best films ever made. But the third one was you know just good. Like good films. Interstellar was cool. Um, Inception was also cool. But I don't know. Those are kind of like the the ones that stick out on my mind. That said, I still think like dude, I love django unchained i get so happy yeah. i get so joyous <laughs> watching this film unfold same with like i love watching that first scene in freaking inglorious bastards that we talk about so much my mouth is just open oh yeah the jaw is dropped every time i'm like why is he so good at acting i know why is this so chilling it's such a yeah. great great director man he just gets the, the the proper team and he knows how to write a film so i'll it's go true. with uh, quentin tarantino
1: I will say I'm interested in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer coming out later this year that might I don't think that'll that'll push the needle one way. I would say Quentin Tarantino as well, but um yeah, I'm super interested in Oppenheimer. Me too, to man. that's going to play out.
0: We have like a running guess on whether or not he's going to be smoking a pipe. I believe you said you think he will, and I said I, I don't think, think he so will.
1: yeah, I think so
0: but we'll I see i I have some hope i'm not I'm not hopeless yeah. on that. I have some hope.
1: For sure. All right, next one from our good friend Finn. They ask, "Piping before or after a workout?"
0: Definitely for me before. Um yeah, we I've talked about this in the, one of the channels it's called in, in Discord in our Galactic Get Pipe Club. There's many different quote channels. Uh you think in general chat, uh, pipe smoking chat, tobacco chat. Well, one of those channels is called Get Fit Stay Piped and that's kind of where we transitioned our you know our series that we had talked about on the pod last year the very beginning uh, into like just one comprehensive little channel where you can post your workouts and stuff in there I posted how I smoked a, a burly tobacco a, a pure burley before a workout so I got that nicotine hit and I I worked out fine it wasn't like a high intensity workout so I wasn't you know my mouth wasn't super dry or anything uh, but even if it was I, I would smoke my pipe on my way to the gym uh, and and I never had any issues with it. I think I've done it before like a high intensity thing as well. I think I've done it before a run and I've I've been pretty fine. I've had no issues but but after a workout I'm sweaty man. I'm I'm gross. My body's exhausted. I I kind of want just water and maybe some sugar and then just sit down on the floor, <laughs> relax. Uh, I wouldn't want to smoke a pipe.
1: Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I um I'm going to say <laughs> I know it's this or that, but I'm going to say neither. I I just I can't. I personally can't um in terms of um, before, if we're talking right before or right after, definitely not before for me personally, if we're talking hours after, sure. Um, so in that case I'll, I'll choose after, after, but I am just not at the point and it doesn't, I don't know if it works with my personal physiology. I, I know that's maybe a cop out, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I really can't. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> never, so weak. I know, I do, but uh, that's okay. Sorry, though. I don't mind. I, I I don't think I sound weak personally. I think uh, probably a majority of people would say they don't like smoking anything prior or right after working out.
0: No, no, uh, I agree. I don't. Th- I don't think the act of saying it is weak. I was just saying you you're sounding because I think you're you're like s- stand your ground. Be like, not. Nah, I would not want it. Like I feel yeah, like you're no. you're backpedaling. Like oh no, 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 you know I feel like my body
1: doesn't work. No, like it doesn't. Like it, it No, I know it doesn't. But it it own doesn't. It. I am owning it. I'm literally owning it. This <laughs> dude's so mad at me right now. I will do neither. I will smoke on a beautiful Good. Sunday evening like I am about to here. <laughs> Hopefully soon. And uh, I am not going to work out right before or right after. All right. Anyways, speaking of working out, we're talking full body circuits or... Arm day, leg day, etc. Uh, split it up into specific days. This is from Krabby Ooh. Piper, by the way. So
0: that's a good one, man. So there's there's a there's a saying that I think I came up with. Maybe everything works, just not everything works all the time. So if you did a full body thing every single day for months and months on end, it would work, uh, but then it just wouldn't work as well as it could have. So I like to switch things up. I like to do like a a one muscle group kind of per day. That's what I've been doing recently. So it'll be like a chest day and then like a back day, leg day, and then like an arm day. Uh, Prior to that, I was doing kind of like a chest chest and tricep and shoulder kind of thing. So I was doing three. Uh, But I also do, and I I am a little insane when it comes to working out, I do like a morning or an evening, you know, full body kind of circuit thing where it's like a lot of cardio stuff uh, with weights and doing pull-ups and, you know, burpees and stuff. Uh, but I don't really consider that like a, a full body workout necessarily. I just consider it a high intensity branded workout where I'm just kind of getting my heart rate up. But for the most part, man, when I'm lifting, when I'm doing like a go into the gym thing, I, I like to have a program and it'll either be some variation of, of all of it. Uh, I, I typically will do four to eight weeks. Uh, that's kind of a big range, but four to eight weeks of a, a particular you know style. Maybe it's just a one muscle group a day after that 8ish so i might switch over to you know two different ones a day or maybe i'll do a full body muscle group thing where i'm literally in the gym doing you know a shoulder press a bench press a, a, a lat pull down you know a squat a deadlift and then some calves or whatever probably not skipping that part definitely skipping the abs uh, but <laughs> that that might be another 4 week progression so i'm kind of telling you i know this is a this or that but kind of how nick a neither I, I I think I have to say both uh just because Ooh. everything everything works man just not everything works all the time uh so it would be disingenuous for me to to say one or the other
1: all right i um I'm on the same kind of routine not not same routine I only try to work out once a day because I just don't have time at this point in life um even though I'd love to do then a little little two day action but if I had to choose between these, I would do arm day leg day you know chest day, et cetera, whatever it is, uh, versus the full body every day, I feel like I would just get kind of torn down. Even though I do kind of do that full body stuff, uh, those high intensity workouts. Um, yeah. but I, I would guess say, you, I guess yeah. if you
0: say that, like, if you consider, if, if the question is asking, like, if you go to the gym to do your own workout, are you doing a, a one muscle group per day? Or are you going to do all muscle groups per day? I would say I'm going to go with the or and do one muscle group per day. Yeah, some kind of breakdown I thereof. I guess we're. I think you and I are kind of using the full body thing as like a, like for my army PT, mm. like that. Will that's typically a full body thing, yeah. and I wouldn't consider that. Oh, I'm going to pick that
1: just because I do it. Right, right. I don't right. know. No, I'd. But yeah, I'd say the or. I'd say the arm day, leg day, etc. I'd, I'd kind of pick that over in this choice. Yeah. All right. Last one. Let's, let's try to, oh, let's try to keep this brief, brief wow. as brief as we can. Ugh, I'm hey, are you trying to leave on me? No, no. I'm just trying to, I know where this is going. Um, <laughs> this is, this is from our friend Piper underscore. Um, this is, this is Adam literally said, can't wait to hit this. This is Star Wars or Lord of the Rings.
0: Okay, when it comes to Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, uh, a lot of folks know me for having an entire arm sleeve of Lord of the Rings it's dedicated to Aragorn, son of Arathorn, uh, aka Strider. Uh, but Strider. but it started with Star Wars. Man, I was a huge Star Wars fan in high school. Uh, when I learned the first film I ever saw Star Wars related was Episode Three. I didn't know anything about Star Wars. I was very very young, probably um, like ten or something. Uh, it came out what 2006 when it when it dropped maybe and i remember going to walmart and you would just see star wars branding everywhere everywhere man and, and you guys all must remember this and i'm sure it was the same for episode one and two but you know for me it was going going to the store and it would see star wars and I, thought, I was like isn't that that nerdy thing like like the like kids like even though i'm still a damn kid uh, <laughs> but like the end caps would just be like you know, Anakin Skywalker with his blue lightsaber, and there were action figures everywhere, and I was like, "Man, this sounds cool!" I was—I <laughs> got all hyped into it, and I went and saw the film Star Wars. It was phenomenal. Didn't understand anything, but I did—I was able to understand that, you know, Anakin was a good guy and he becomes Darth Vader, and and I was like, "Oh, that's Darth Vader!" and and dude, it changed my life. And ever since then, I'd been a huge fan. I'd watched. I watched the original trilogy dozens and dozens of times. I've watched the the prequel trilogy dozens and dozens of times. And then they announced that they're making the sequel films. Uh, when we were, I think, seniors in high school, uh, I was, we did like this competition. Nick was actually in it. Producer guy and I were in a a, a beauty pageant, a male pageant. It yes. was called Mr. MHS, Mr. Merrimack High School. And we, he was the class president. I was just a somewhat popular kid. That's really it. Uh, didn't really have any stake in the, in the game, but I ended up winning, which was cool. Uh, and I think big part of it was I dressed up like a Jedi, uh, for, for my talent. And I reenacted a, a skit from, uh, uh, what, what's his name? Ah, oh, man. I don't remember. Just look up episode three, star Wars parody, uh, revenge of the sis star Wars parody. And uh, it's one of the, the show host guys. And he does this wicked funny reenactment of him talking to Padme. Uh, and, and I did that I, I I redid it and it was so so perfect and then I I preached once I won I was like you guys are all going to be huge Star Wars fans soon you know the new movies are coming out you heard it here first and yeah go watch Star Wars then they came out and dude I hated them I hated all of them
1: dang it I, I know them. and
0: I and I hate that I hate them I just I really did not enjoy any of them the first one yeah. episode 7 I was like yeah it's cool uh but the the next one got to be way better and then the next one came out and the You had Princess Leia (laughs) force-moving herself through a vacuum through space (laughs) and somehow didn't die after she was exploded by blaster fires in the cockpit, man. I remember leaving the theater. I got up and went to the bathroom, splashed water in my face, and I was like, what are they doing? Look what they've done to my boy. And then the (laughs) final one came out, and then Rey's a Skywalker. She's the daughter of the bad guy, which is, dude, it's just, I, I can't stand it, man. Everything Star Wars does now, is is fan service it's everyone's related to everyone else uh every character you've ever seen you've you've seen before or heard before even though it's a giant galaxy they somehow now all know each other makes no sense it kind of kills that fire that flame and i've actually not seen any of the films one through six in probably four or five years just because i've been so disenfranchised and and that breaks my heart to say like i'm very passionate about this uh but like I, i watched the mandalorian it was cool at first I I wasn't super bought into it. I thought the Han Solo movie was not good. I thought the one about the Death Star plans was was well done. When they had Darth Vader at the very end go crazy berserker, that was badass. Thought we'd get more of that. We didn't. Um, Yeah, man. So, so I could go on forever. But for for less of the fact that Lord of the Rings is just phenomenal. There's nothing bad about Lord of the Rings. It's more the fact that I've just been I'm so bummed with what they've been doing with Star Wars. Like my heart breaks, man. I'm I'm like Padme talking to Anakin, Anakin, (laughs) you're breaking my heart. Like that is literally me when I talk (laughs) to Star Wars, man. Um, so yeah, for that, I was going to get I was going to get a whole arm sleeve. I was going to mirror my, my Lord of the Rings one. And it was going to be, you know, a character from Star Wars. I think it was going to be Luke. Um, and then they made Luke the absolute not coolest character ever. in the the sequel films, man, dude, so bad. And he knew it too. And like, he even got yelled at, where he started to say, "Oh no, they're making good decisions." I don't know. Anyway, Lord of the Rings. I, I saw. I was reading the group chat. Man, there's. It's not even. It's not even close. Not even a small margin. It's. It's a huge margin. You know the films are phenomenal. The books are phenomenal. Everyone's nice. Everyone acts well. And there's no fan service. It's just good quality movie film content.
1: Boom! All right, that was a lot quicker than I expected. I. <laughs> Man, I was I was waiting for another whole episode on this. But, ooh, it's hard. I've read uh, um, the books one through three of Lord of the Rings or whatever. However, they're eventually broken down. But um, I haven't seen the movies. I, I know that's kind of a sin. I, I just, I was going to, but then I had to stop. And then babies and crazy stuff. And anyways, all this excuse stuff. But, hmm. I'm gonna say if my
0: argument didn't just transition you right there, I got.
1: No, I know, I know, I. But like, there are some really good things about Star Wars. I, I think mm, I'll go Lord of the Rings. I'll go Lord of the Rings too. Um, but it, I do like Mando. Mando's a pretty good series. I did like. Um, what? Yeah, the one you were talking about with the Death Star plans. I think that was that's the best modern Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. I think that's the best modern film slash movie or um TV show that they've done, uh for sure. But yeah, I uh, the the I Clone Wars show I heard was really good, and a lot of people will point you know. fingers
0: at that. It's like my my whole problem with Star Wars man is like there was a ton of plot holes, unfortunately in in one through six, and then they added that that clone war show in and I, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with them adding it in. But like when you tell me that Anakin had an apprentice and Darth Maul comes back and he's not killed by old Ben until episode, whatever, like episode four, just before episode four, it just doesn't make sense. Like you're, you're telling me like not one time, Anakin's not going to mention his apprentice, you know, like, right. like, I don't know. I, I don't want to watch an entire show to explain plot holes in my films. And, and that's kind of what they're doing with, with the continued films, like they're, they're just adding more stuff. Like dude, my last, my last bit, I know, I know I'm going way too far, but I do need to get this out. Obi-Wan show, the Obi-Wan, I didn't watch it, but all I know is that Obi-Wan fights Darth Vader more than zero times. And that is enough for me to think that's a horrible film or a horrible show. Like that just degraded the most iconic quote when Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are face to face in A New Hope. And and Darth Vader says, uh, What does he say? He's like, when we last met, I was but a learner, but now I am the master. And dude, I'm getting chills thinking about that because of how badass that was. But no, when you watch the show, they fought like 16 times or something. Dude, I'm over it. I hate it. Lord of the Rings, all the way. Get me to the next segment. Be a pipe down. (laughs) My Piper Down, imagine that. (laughs) Thanks for the submission, man.
1: Segment today is a quick fire. Are you smarter than a pipe smoker? This is our our segment where we ask Adam some trivia, and uh, got four good questions today. One is submitted by our good friend Rebel Spaniard. So last time I think we did this, he stumped you on a couple couple questions he submitted, but we got one from him today. Even though he he did submit me a bunch, so so stay tuned for more from him. Um, but yeah, we you got to get at least half of these correct to count uh, to count it as a win. I will say you have not had a win yet. You've you've been you've come close. You've come close, but uh, you have not you've not won. So let's let's get into this. The first question today is name. I guess this is more of not really a question but a comment. Name at least three ways you can cure pipe tobacco. Or tobacco in general. Ooh, this is a good
0: one. All right, fire cured, air cured, water cured. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is fire fire cured? Let's think about it. You you obviously fire cure your tobacco. You can just let it sit and air cure, just dry out and, based on the environment and humidity, and then. Dude, I don't know. What's the? Is that right? What's the, I guess you can't tell me until I can't tell you. You got you've
1: it. had you given me like two air cured, I think was a joke, but Wait.
0: Air cured was a joke? Sorry,
1: water cured. Water water <laughs> cured. <Example. laughs> Not air cured. So I got air cured <laughs> and what was the other one? Sun water fi, air.
0: I, oh shit, you just kind of gave me the answer. Damn it. Yeah, you did.
1: All right, go ahead. But is that the three though? Sun, air, and fire? I don't know. We'll find out at the end.
0: Well, you just give me the answer of sun, which is true. I know you can sun cure. Okay. I just didn't think about it. All right. So, so. I don't know if you can you
1: can't count that from yet. I give me if, give it me was, one if more. I was on the game show. No, I don't know. I there's 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 one. There's one more. You definitely know. I definitely know all of them. I just can't think of it right now. All right. I'll let you if you think of it throughout this and you tell me i'll give it to you but okay okay all right all right so the next next question is we're we're, we're talking we're talking a little bit uh we've talked a lot about glps today uh, but from his his latest collection the zeitgeist collection i'm my question is what does the word zeitgeist mean
0: that's interesting. I actually watched this documentary a long, long, long time ago. It was called Zeitgeist, I think. I think it was called I Zeitgeist, and it was the most depressing film, documentary Dang. thing I've ever seen. And no one should ever look this up. I'm serious. It was it was not good. Um, depressing as in like it was like very big. Ba- it was a it was a conspiracy film thing. Oh. And it made me question everything about my life and what I was doing, and I hated it and it was I'm I don't know. It was very compelling. It was very compelling, but I've since kind of thrown away those, those ideas. I'm going to choose ignorance is bliss and think the world's a nice place. Um, But anyway, so I I remember looking up uh, it. Zeitgeist is like a, it's funny because I'm telling you, dude, to this day, whenever I hear that word, I think bad, I think like dark Mm. things. I'm like, no bad stay away. So I actually didn't like the name, the Zeitgeist Zeitgeist (laughs) because because of that, because of that connotation, but it's only in my head because I'm, probably one of like 15 people who've seen this documentary. Um, Many people have, but it's, it was like a, I think it was on Netflix way back in the day. Right. Anyway, uh, basically it's, it has no negative connotations at all. Uh, it's like, what is it like the, how a people, how, how we see the world. It's like the, the view, the current view of like the world or an era or a time or place or people or, um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a almost like a age or like a decade mm. like it's like a time period um and it's like your
1: view on it right something like that i don't know we'll find out at the end we'll find out at the end but i'll take that as your answer all right our next question our second to last question is when was the famous white spot on dunhill pipes developed what what oh, year man. i'll even give you um, if you can do the decade, I'll do that. I'll get gi- I'll give you some at least half a point. <laughs> um I'm gonna go.
0: No, you gotta give me the no one's okay. gonna know no one right. here knows the year. So All give right. me a full I'll... point.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: I'm gonna go with nineteen hundreds, like the nineteen zero zero between nineteen zero 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 and
1: nineteen zero one zero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll find out at the end. We'll find out at the end. And our last question today is name five of the nine types of tobacco cuts.
0: Well, that is a great question. That is a great All right. question. Uh, shag, ribbon, flake, coin, or disc, some people call it. You're weird if you do. Um, Plug crumble cake. Um,
1: you only need five, but
0: I know, but I want just... to keep going. Okay. Mm.
1: Need three more. Damn it.
0: I did say regular flake, right? I yeah, I did.
1: So. Yeah, I had to have, well, you gave me six. We'll see. Uh, okay. We'll see if, if that works, I'll go over the other ones, but let's see. Name Cube. It. Oh, okay. Seven. All right. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go over all of them here in a sec. All right. Name at least three ways you can cure tobacco. You had said air cured, fire cured, and I kind of give you sun cured. So I'll give you, I'll at least give you half a point for that one. Um, I'll give you, I, I don't know. I don't want to give you a whole point for that one. There was one um, in there, Perique. Periquing is a curing process. Oh, I didn't that know was, that was a curing process. That was the one. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, that was the one I kind of wanted was hoping you'd remember, but I was gonna say yeah. barrel,
0: barrel cured, <laughs> which I didn't I knew yeah. wasn't correct, but I guess that's where my mind was at. So all
1: right. Well I'll still I'll still give you a point. I don't think you'll need it though, because this next one, what does the word zeitgeist mean? You hit that one on the nail, on the on the head. It's the defining spirit and mood of a particular period of history as shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time so oh, yeah wow, okay that was yep, pretty close kind Damn. Of hit that i'm 100 giving that to you i'm interested uh to see to continue to see what greg does with his zeitgeist collection and, and kind of how he views this time period we're in so the uh third question was about the little the little white spot on dunhill pipes uh you had said the 19 19- hundreds, so nineteen zero zero to nineteen ten. Um I believe that would be the nineteen tens, but right? The mm-hmm. no I yeah. What? No. Yeah yeah nineteen. Anyways, uh you're wrong. It says the famous white spot uh which was originally intended to demonstrate which side of the stem was the right side mm-hmm. up interesting was developed in nineteen fifteen. Damn and really yeah showed the world that a trademark can carry a lot of advertisement for quality. Ooh. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a the minute. Sp- the spot was developed in 1915. Developed. Yes.
0: Or was it trademarked?
1: I think it was developed. I'm talking about when it was put on the pipe. I
0: could have sworn there's like some 1912 pipes out there with with white spots on them. Mm-hmm. It showed
1: uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, someone can clear this up for us. But uh,
0: we'll go. We'll go with wrong. But if yeah, if, if there's a yeah. pipe that exists before 1915 with a white spot from Dunhill, I get Re- the point
1: retroactively. Retroactively, <laughs> like five years from now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't think you'll need that point though, because the last one was name five of the nine types of tobacco cuts. You you did it right off the bat. No no problem. What what um, were the two I'm missing? There's, have, there's one that's kind of like ribbon, but it's yeah. not. We have ribbon, shag.
0: I got Who shag. Knows.
1: Um ready rubbed.
0: I, I was gonna say I was gonna say ready Rubbed, but I wasn't sure yeah. if that was like okay, so I missed that one.
1: Plug, you got that got crumble cake, uh flake, yep. cube, which you had gotten yep. right at the end. The last plus one you beater. didn't get the last <laughs> Last one you didn't get was rope. 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 Oh rope man. Back oh what a good one and then the last one the coin but yes but we have our first victory (laughs) we (laughs) are smarter than a pipe smoker (laughs) Adam Adam wow This, this is brings me joy to say this Adam you are smarter than a pipe smoker We are closing this episode out brother where can people find you on the social medias
0: you can find me at youtube.com slash get pipe for some of the premier youtube pipe smoking community content go over there you'll find my latest video that just dropped this past month in march uh, and it's my argument on why you should consider smoking an artisan smoking pipe and if you're listening to this on the day of airing you still have an opportunity to win one Artisan Pipe is going to be given to you from me uh, by Benny Joe Pipes. It's a a smooth grain pipe. It's very, very beautiful. But you have to watch that video and figure out how to enter, uh, watch it from start to finish, and then you'll get your answer. Uh, Only one of them. So maybe you'll be lucky, maybe you won't. But you'll at least have enjoyed some kind of good content, I think. Uh, But if you don't want to do that, you can at least go over to Instagram for more short-form content. That's at get underscore pipe. But if you follow me, make sure you follow my right-hand man, gpp underscore producer guy. And then finally... Come on over to the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club, our, our premier Discord with over 500 members has been mentioned on smokingpipes.com. We still get people every day, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm content with who we got now. I'm not necessarily looking for more, but I'm just trying to extend that hand to you, extend that offer. Uh, if you want to come have a chat with some folks, you know, including me, we do our pipe meeting every uh, other Friday. Sometimes it, you it know, really kind of happens every Friday it's something that we've been pretty bad at about being in ourselves, but we're going to try to make some more time as we move forward uh, to get in there, man. But yeah, it's a great opportunity. And then, you know, just the other day we had someone join and said, Hey, like I've been a long time listener to the show since the early days. And, and I finally wanted to see what this was all about. And I I really do appreciate that, man. So (laughs) um, no hard feelings. If you don't, you guys are still part of the get pipe pipe community nonetheless, uh, but it's just one of those cool opportunities.
1: Heck yes. But like we kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show, please share this podcast with any and all pipe smokers. Uh, we, we love the ratings, we love the reviews. those are great. Um, our Apple podcasts is still our most listened to platform. So if you haven't done so already, leave us a, leave us a review, leave us a rating. you can do that on Spotify as well. But don't just share with with all those people. share. You got to share it with the men share it with the woman and share it with the children too. But as we close this episode out, Adam, sir, what are your wise words of wisdom?
0: Not a ton to say right now, man. I just want to wish you all a happy Easter for the folks who are celebrating. I want to wish a uh, happy Ramadan to the folks who are celebrating that. And uh, lastly, completely unrelated, uh, watch out for scams. There's like a huge thing going on right now uh, in the the pipe smoking sphere on Facebook, on Instagram, where, Dude, the scammers are here. They're into the pipe smoking world. They figured out that they can make you know, $170, $180 off of one 2017 tin of, of Christmas cheer. Uh, and then they're just posting a picture of that saying they'll uh, send it to you. And there's a huge thing in the community when you're buying and selling and trading tobacco where we use PayPal and we use the friends and family because uh, it's a it's a close-knit group. It's like, hey, man, I'm a man of my word. I don't want to pay the extra fee for some kind of PayPal You know. Tax or whatever to, to insure ensure my goods. Like I trust you're going to send it out right. Uh, unfortunately, very very unfortunately, those days might be fleeting, uh, which is a huge bummer. Uh, but just just keep an eye out there, man. There's there's a ton of scams going on right now. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. There's, I have no advice for avoiding a scammer. I'm sure I'll be scammed at some point, probably in the next six weeks because I'm a pretty gullible guy. Uh, but that's all I got, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this very long episode. I had a ton of fun doing it. Uh, we'll, we'll probably hit a one smoke ring maybe back in September. Uh, as that comes around for our, our to t- to fill in for our our token month, but I really appreciate where where we're going with this uh, series. But thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, at this point, you've all just been piped. And until the next piping, we are out.